Hello and welcome to One Week Only. I'm Connor, and today I'm talking about the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Film Festival, which for the first time is an online festival this year. Uh, as you probably know, a lot of festivals are struggling to figure out how they're going to deal with the shutdown this year. Um, some are canceling, some are postponing, and some are moving online, where uh, for a limited amount of time, the films will be available to rent online, and then they're doing online Q&As via Zoom or Skype or whatever. And Minneapolis is, is, is trying this year, and, um, you know, I'm, hope, I'm happy that the and I'm happy these films are being shown. I hope the filmmakers are enjoying the experience, and I hope these films get seen beyond the festival. And one of those films is the documentary Stories I Didn't Know, which is about a woman named Rita Davern, who is a Minnesotan, who is a descendant of Irish immigrants, who came over, bought land, and, and you know, set, made roots and prospered. But as she looks back on her family history, she starts to think it's sort of hypocritical that her her Irish family, who fled persecution from the British in Ireland, came to America and you know, essentially bought land that was stolen from the Native Americans. And the film is about her journey of understanding and trying to right that historical wrong of Native Americans who were uh, exploited and their land was taken from them by, oftentimes, by immigrants who needed land when they came here. So it's a very interesting journey about a woman trying to reconcile with her family's past, admitting they weren't the worst, but they still profited from it, and trying to make amends by reaching out to Native American activists in the Minnesota community. So it's a really powerful documentary, and Rita teamed up with experienced documentary filmmaker Melody Gilbert to help to co-direct the film. And uh, I think it's a very interesting, very powerful story about uh, uh, family history, of family secrets, of admitting your, admitting and understanding your place in history and trying to move forward to a better future. And I think the two of them had made a really terrific documentary that's especially important for Minnesotans to see, but frankly, any uh, person in this country, especially those who are the descendants of immigrants, uh, would be a really great lesson to watch and learn from. So I was very happy to talk to both Rita and Melody about uh, how this film came together and what their hopes are for it. So here's my interview for the documentary, Stories I Didn't Know. I'm Rita Davern, and I am producer and director of this film, and I'm happy to be here. And Rita is also the subject of the film. <laughs> and I'm Melody Gilbert, and I'm co-director, co-producer, writer and cinematographer on the film, along with uh, Miles Painter, who is uh, another cinematographer and also the editor on the film. So we're a small, small crew. Now, as you said, Rita, you are, uh, you are the subject and, and director. So this film is very much about you and your family and your family's history. So uh, started back before the film started, when did you start looking into your family history, uh, your Irish roots and your, the families traveling to Minnesota? It happened in layers, but I think as the film, uh, maybe it doesn't say this, but anyway, when I was very young, I knew my grandma came from Ireland, but I didn't know, I never met her and I didn't know anything about her. So she was always this mysterious character in my life that I had nothing, um, no information about. So that's probably where it started. 
And then when the last relatives in Ireland died, they sent us some money. Um, after they sold the farm, we each got some money, my siblings and I, and my sister and I used that money to go back to Ireland. And that was our first trip in 1977. And then it just went on from there. <laughs> and when did you first have the idea to start making a film about this? Uh, when did you feel this, this story needed to be told to a wider audience? Well, five and a half years ago, my niece um, came to me one day. She had never been to Ireland. And she said, Rita, you have this story. You have this 1,200-year story. Nobody else has all the pieces that you have. You have to you have to do something with this. Let's make a documentary film and I'll help you. And she thought it was going to take three months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> now, Melody, how did you come on board and what was your reaction to the idea of making this, this story into a film? Well, so originally Rita wanted to make this sort of family historical documentary about her grandma. And um, a couple years ago, she came to me and I've known Rita uh, you know, through the documentary community for many years. She, you know, comes to documentary club meetings and she's asked me for advice and we kind of talked about it. She basically hired me to make that family history film. You know, sort of a historical documentary about her family, about Ireland, her love for the Burren region, all her relatives. And I did the best I could with that um, footage, which was mostly you know, some Rita shooting and some friends and, and uh, some other people. But it wasn't, you know, my, it wasn't really in my, my mind enough to make a documentary that would appeal to anybody that had a larger issue attached to it. It was more like your traditional historical documentary, which is fine. And Rita wanted to make that and she should make it. But I saw every time Rita and I would get together to talk about this film, she would get very emotional and she would try to hold back crying and tears. And I was just trying to figure out what was going on with her. Like, what is she upset about? What is she feeling emotional about? I couldn't get her to open up for a long time. Eventually she opened up and I could see that she was on her own journey about for discovery to figure out why her family you know, had done what they had done and who was she and all of that and where was this going? And I, it took me several months to convince her, but the film was not about her grandma, that it was about her. And so then we completely switched over. She eventually agreed to do that and she can talk about that. But um, that was a big change for me. And then that's when I basically became a co-director and we started shooting everything from scratch at that point. And that's the film you see is the film that Miles and I shot over the last, uh, was it last year or two? I can't even remember now. Um, but, uh, you know, we started to follow her journey and she wasn't really that into it at the beginning. And you should talk about that, Rita. <laughs> Why was that, Rita? Were you hesitant uh, to have yourself at the center? I'm a private person. I thought I could get away with making this story without being in it. And I couldn't. And so Melody, thank God, was bold enough to push me on that and push as hard as it took. <laughs> yeah. And listen, nobody wants to be, well, actually I shouldn't say that. A lot of people do want to be the star mm -hmm. of their own film. Like they start out wanting to make a personal journey film, but Rita didn't. But part of the beauty of it is that she really didn't want that. And so you feel that in the film. It's, I think, I hope that, you know, it's just like a really 
personal private journey for her that we happen to kind of be along for the ride for in these nice moments. And, you know, that for example, like the family reunion, she didn't even want us to film that. She's like, no, it's a family reunion. We're not gonna talk about this. And then do tell them what happened, Rita. <laughs> Just as people were starting to come in the door, I had a revelation that this was my one and only chance. I better say something. So then we completely changed the plan and I did talk about what I did and um, my family responded the way they did and it went on from there. That was the key time, key moment. But I have to tell you, Miles and I always knew that that was going to happen and we were prepared for that and that's why we were there with two cameras and we were filming the whole thing. I mean, that's documentary filmmaking is being there for those moments and sometimes you get them and sometimes you don't and I feel like we got, you know, as Rita got more comfortable with us filming, which was never really comfortable for you, but still, you know, you had some nice one-on-one -on -one moments with each of us. Um, and those moments came out in the film, I think. And it becomes a film about Rita's journey, sort of to figure out who she is and where she fits in in this world. And that's anybody's family history journey, right? You don't have to be Native American. You don't have to be Minnesotan. You don't have to be you know, you, everybody understands that. And that's the story that I wanted to frame. And I think that's where we got. And I, I, from what we can tell, people are responding to that and really focusing on Rita and Ramona's uh, journey and their friendship and their relationship was one of the relationships. It's a relationship film. So that's what we ended up doing. Yeah, definitely. Um, how did Ramona, who is a Native American teacher and activist, how did she come aboard the film? And did you, did you reach out to her before filming started or how did that come about? Um, I always knew from the beginning that I was going to have to find a person from the Dakota um, community here um, who might be willing to share because I was very certain from the beginning I was not going to try to tell their story, but the story was part of mine. So how do we do this? So I had met Ramona on a couple of the Badote tours she leads. So I knew her and I knew how clear and wise she is. And so I finally got up enough nerve to ask and she was very receptive and we hit it off and um, the rest is in the film. That's definitely such an important part of the film. It's, it's this idea, you know, everyone, you know, you have your family history, but your family history is part of a larger story. There are different strands, different parts of it. So how was it for both of you kind of tell that larger story you know, within, within one feature film, but trying to give a sense of the scope, but also the intimate part of just Rita's story. Do you want to talk about the Rita? Well, the backdrop in both in Ireland and in the US was really interesting to me, but I, you lose people when you tell these horrific stories about the past. It's like, who can listen to that trauma, you know? So the thing that with, Melody's brilliant help is that we figured out how to tell that story through a relationship in the present. And that's what I think works about this. And one person from the Indian Land Tenure Foundation said, you took a complicated history and you brought it to the kitchen table and told it through, the, the, to, through two family stories. And that's what I'm, I love about this film. I'm very pleased with it. And there's other relationships in the film too. I mean, we're, we're also delve into the complicated relationship, um, you know, that Rita with her son, for example. And if, for people who haven't seen the film, I don't really want to get into it because for me, that's a really 
uh, emotional part of the film. Um, but that's also a relationship that spans time, history, identity, trauma, all those things. She has a special relationship with her nieces. Um, you know, I think all these things, uh, and, and also mothers for me, uh, Ruben, Ramona's son, I wanted to show her and her son, right? The way Rita and her son had that relationship. So there's a lot of sort of weaving relationships together that um, was the way we wanted to tell the story to, so that everybody could relate to it. You know, it's, we all have, and she's got her relationship with her brother and it gets complicated <clears throat> because of the family reunion and the story that came out. And well, we all have those kind of relationships with siblings, right? So that was just a way to tell the story that we felt would resonate with people. Definitely. I think it is a fascinating um, question you struggle with, the idea that, you know, we have, so many, you know, white Americans in this country are the descendants of immigrants who came from the countries looking for a better life. And yet, you know, this is land that was pre that was owned by different people. It was taken from them. And even now, I think even there's a question today of, you know, we have uh, new immigrants coming from other countries and there's a lot of pushback against them. Um, I, I, do you feel, uh, I think it's really amazing that Rita, you are the one pushing for this because often there's a kind of a belief that, oh, it's the younger generations who are pushing, but you're saying, no, my generation can also step up and talk about these issues. Was that important for you that someone of your generation is saying, hey, I know, like your brother, I know you don't want to talk about this, but it's important to be talk about this. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I never thought about it that way until you said that, but um, I just do what I do and I, I, I need the young people along with me, but they also need us to have our integrity in place, you know, like mm -hmm. it's not all up to them. <laughs> um, I just want to say that I think while we were making this film, it was also during a really emotional time in this country um, with some of the policies, you know, with immigration and what was going on. And it was breaking my heart every day. And I think, you know, we, in, in many ways, we bring that into the film because it is heartbreaking. Most of us in this country are, you know, descendants of um, immigrants who came here. And so we have family stories, we have family histories of that struggle. And so, of course, we want that to be part of the film. I mean, Rita's family came here and did what they did. My family came here and did what they did. Da, da, da. But the question is, how are we going to move forward with all of that is part of the discussion to have right after the film like we don't need to answer everything in the film we want to start conversation so that's one thing and the other thing is that even while i was working on this film um and you know rita was talking about pike island and the land her family owned uh at one point you know i started to think about oh, you know, I wonder what land my family owns and who lived there before. And I know my husband's family has some land in Wisconsin. I wonder who owned, you know, who owned it or lived there before. And even if white European Americans don't ever get the answers to the question, those questions, but they start thinking about them, that's also part of the conversation. It doesn't mean we have to do something. It just means we need to start thinking and talking about these things. And I was very touched by Rita's journey when I first met her. 
Um, you know, she's so passionate about her Irish roots and she's so passionate about her family history. I think she just had trouble expressing some of those things. And so I felt like us going on this journey together. I mean, you know, Rita, you remember that day when we sat at uh, Film North and I was like, you know, she, she agreed to let me tell, let me help her tell her, her own story, the real story, the emotional story the one that would have this kind of impact. And then we moved forward and I think we all agreed on each of these key points that we were, uh, you know, kind of going for. Um, you know, even the thing up in her attic where you saw her family crest and that touched you because that's a lot of Irish people have their, mm -hmm. you know, yep. their family crest. Or, you know, we tried to sprinkle things through the whole film that people would relate to. Um, and of all different backgrounds. And in the end, you know, Rita's relationship with Ramona is what struck me um, when we were at the Overlook and they met and, you know, we were there, Miles and I were both there with two cameras and I felt what was happening there. And I was only hoping and praying that we got it on camera because it was such a great moment. Um, but, you know, we're seeing it through the lens. And of course we are lucky that we, you know, did get the, that moment because those two descendants right of uh, on that overlook with completely different trajectories is really everything isn't it that's everything that starts conversations right there definitely yeah and i think it's also beautiful when uh seeing you read in ireland with visiting your irish family i think it's such an important idea that you know knowing your own roots like i said knowing the good and the bad but also connecting to your family history um do you feel that's an important part of, of everyone's journey of like, if you connect more with your own history, you'll be able to empathize more with other people? I don't know how else you can be useful to any other group. You know, you just don't know. You don't come with your full self if you don't know your own, who you come from. And I do, and I'm solidly grounded in that. And I wasn't, you know, 25 years ago, I wasn't. And um, I didn't walk around with my, my own significance the way I do today. And that's a lot of hard work. Do you think that the film pushed you to do some of that work? Oh my gosh, Melody, I never would have taken the steps I took because <laughs> I knew we had to get it on film. I never would have gone to the Indian Land Tenure Foundation. You know, but on the other hand, I wasn't going to do anything that I wouldn't. You yeah. know, I mean, I wasn't going to try to be an activist for the, for the film. It had to be something that I already wanted to do and planned to do. I just didn't know how to do it. So with your yeah. help, I was able to. Yeah. That's great. I mean, it, you know, it was such an interesting push-pull. We did struggle, you know, a lot with, um, Rita would say something to me sometimes and like, oh my God, well, we have to film that. And she would say, why would you want to film that? Why would you want to film me making phone calls? Why would you want me, why would you want to film me, you know, um, whatever, walking at Pike Island, whatever it might be, and we would just, you know, Miles and I sometimes would laugh, like, of course we need to film that, and, but I think the big challenge here is that Rita, you know, started this project, she's director, she's producer, she's subject, these are a lot of roles to play, and so we had to talk through a lot of things about, well, okay, which, which thing, which hat do you have on today? That was a great <laughs> discussion that we had about halfway through the the project where he just said, I need to figure out, you know, when we talk, which hat I'm wearing. And I said, yep, that's a good idea, so. Now, um, Melody, you've had, you've been part of the Minneapolis National Film Festival in past years. So how does it feel to have this film be part of this new online film festival due to the uh, COVID-19? 
You know, I have to tell you, I am blown away by the online film festival. Um, here's the thing. A lot of people are skeptical of it. I, first of all, and even Rita, when we talked about this originally, like, oh, I want the feeling of being in front of an audience and all that. But here's the beauty of this. First of all, we sold out our tickets, right? Congrats. I mean, online. We're the first film to sell out online at the MSPIT this year. So they opened up more tickets, more wow. seats, which is great. But my point is that so many more people joined in on this, watching the film and on the conversation because there might be people that maybe never would have come to a film festival, but hey, they're used to going online now to watch movies. They know how to click watch movie, you know, and we got to share that with people. And I got to tell you, for me, I was just as excited last night. I was nervous. Like, how are people going to react? What's the Q&A going to be like? And, you know, I mean, I've done this many times. I've made, you know, over a dozen films and I've been, you know, screening films. This was Rita's first film. I wanted her to have that experience and I didn't know how it would go. So Rita, why don't you talk about how it felt for you last night? I just, I was delighted. I was in constant text messaging with all my friends who were seeing it and my family, I didn't even get to see it myself because I kept getting interrupted. I think there's something about this time when mm -hmm. people are sequestered and our lives are narrower, you know? So to have a way to reach people in, and of course, people who have some connection to the film, especially were excited. But it was just great yesterday. I, could, I couldn't have imagine i don't need a red carpet you know I don't. <laughs> uh, I, and also, you know all the same emotions gonna react and then afterwards like that you know rita and i talked to each other when the premiere was over and the q a was over and it was this exciting feeling and i think i commend m spiff for turning this around so quickly the technology is not easy to do they got everything organized ticketing everything it's amazing what they did in such a short time and i really am a proponent of this and i don't understand why people wouldn't want to do this like i know that there's a whole bunch of filmmakers who are like no i'm waiting for my premiere for you know a festival that's going to be in a real theater or i'm waiting for my online premiere at some major festival like sundance i'm like i'm so glad we didn't wait because now the ball has already started rolling and there's been so much great reaction and I am just thrilled about that. And I think we can also still have screenings down the road in a physical space, but what a beauty, beautiful thing to be able to share this with a community of people last night. And now they opened up more tickets so more people will get to see it and we just keep going and it's pretty exciting. So I'm, I'm very pleased. And it's such a Minnesota story. So it's so fitting that it's, it's premiering with the Minnesota festival. Was there any, really memorable reactions you heard last, last night about from Minnesotans who are now thinking about their own family history? Well, I just, Rita, you can answer that question, but I wanna say one thing. This to me is every Minnesotan should see this film. That's what MSP Magazine oh. said. But I think everybody needs to see this film because it's the same story everywhere. Sure. It's one of the reasons we wanted to premiere at Emspeth is because of that Minnesota connection. But, but I think it will resonate with people anywhere. And now, Rita, you talk about the reaction. Well, I mean, I've heard from friends I've known for years, and one of them said, today, I'm adopted. And I said, what? 
I never knew that, you know, like, so then I heard her whole story. So this is how it goes, you know, I get to hear people's stories. It's great. Yeah, that's really what you wanted in the end, right? <laughs> yeah. Like the whole thing was so people would talk to her yeah. about their stories, where they come from and how that fits into their lives. And, you know, you've opened up your heart and soul in the film. Now, now people feel comfortable talking to you about their past, so. That's great. Now, Rita, you're working on another film about your uh, about your family, um, about uh, your connection to Ireland, about the Burren. Uh, how is that going? Yes, um, Burren Girl is the film we started with, and then it transformed into this one, which was focused on the Minnesota part of the story. The next film uh, focuses on the Ireland story, which is, you know, the 1,200 years my family over there has been in one place. And... Um, it's amazing history. Talk about the backdrop. Wow. It's mm -hmm. really powerful. So I have a lot of friends over there and connections and archaeologists and people who are helping. And uh, it's a very, to me, that's where my heart is, you know, as I wanted to make a film for them because they've been so special to me. So that will get done sometime this year. Great. Yeah, it's with the same team, by the way, except for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, Melody, what are, you, I, uh, what are you working on now? Um, well, I have a bunch of things. First of all, I have another film in MSTIF right now. I have ah, a short great. called, yeah, I have a short called Viewfinder. Um, and it's about uh, actually a Minnesota man who has taken a single picture a day, every day for 23 years on film. Wow. One picture a day. And it's a really um, fascinating story and um i just spent you know enough time with him to make a short i'm considering they can't longer but it's called viewfinder anybody who wants to see it can see it with a minnesota address i'm not sure when this is going to be broadcast but with a minnesota address through the end of uh the festival and then after that uh probably in other festivals and you know eventually online but um i love that film and i feel like it's a question a lot of people are asking about what do we leave behind you know, and who cares about what we leave behind. And I think especially right now, people are thinking a lot about that. Um, and so I've been working on that. Um, and another film I'm doing is, um, well, I teach, by the way, I'm down in, in Louisiana now. I'm at Northwestern State University. I just finished a short with my students here called March 2020, about the couple of weeks of them making that transition. Uh, to to living under COVID and what it was like and who they turned to for advice uh, about relationships and love and life and it's a, a nice little short that I'm happy to share that's available on YouTube um, for free right now we wanted to just get that out in the world and the other thing I'm working on is a uh, film that I made many years ago called A Life Without Pain um, and it's about three girls who can't feel pain who literally cannot feel pain and I followed one of them for 17 years. And so I'm coming up on trying to finish that film of what that's what happened to her and following all the ups and downs of her life. And uh, so I my plan was to work on that this summer and see if maybe there's an end to the film. I don't know if there is or not, but I'm working on that. So yeah, among other things, um, you know, but those are the main things. I, I guess I always am working on something, but yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And I hope you'll check out uh, the film on the uh, MSPIF website if they're in Minnesota. Thank you, Kurt I, Connor. Thank you. Quick, quick thing just to add, we are on, uh, we have a website, www.stories, 
I didn't know.com. And, um, you know, that's where you can see the trailer and you could reach us through there. And, uh, you know, we hope to, um, you know, move into some educational distribution where this would go into schools and, and organizations and create conversations. And that's where we'll put some of that and, um, you know, some resources and things like that on there. So we hope uh, that you'll go there to watch the trailer and then decide what you want to do with it later. So that's my interview with the co-directors of the documentary, Stories I Didn't Know. Obviously, as a Minnesotan who is also uh, has Irish roots and uh, also has family members who are immigrants to Minnesota, it's a very it hit me very strongly. But um, I think definitely it's really worth seeing, uh, especially if you're in Minnesota. But like I said, anyone in this country, any white American who is a descendant of immigrants, it's a very important story to think about and to, you know, look into your own family history and think about. But uh, I'm very happy it's playing this week at the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Film Festival online. If you are a Minnesota resident, you have to be a Minnesota resident for this, but if you are, you can buy a you know, digital ticket and watch the film. And uh, hopefully it'll come to go to more festivals after this and eventually theatrical or VOD or whatever, but we'll be sure to let you know when that happens. But if you're in Minnesota, definitely log in and check out the whole festival. There's a lot of great films, both premieres uh, from Minnesota filmmakers, but also films from around the world who are premiered at other festivals, making their Minnesota debut. So if you're in Minnesota, this is a great festival, as it always is. This year just happens to be online, and you should definitely take advantage of that. That's all we have for this episode of one week only as always follow us on facebook twitter instagram give us a like or a share retweet we'd love to hear from you what you're watching right now while you're stuck at home and uh you know find all our episodes on itunes and soundcloud lots of other interviews with the filmmakers uh you know if you heard our last interview the drive-ins are making sort of a comeback right now so if there's a drive-in near you and it's safe to to go then it's definitely a fun way to spend a night but until next time I'm Connor. Thanks for listening.